Welcome back to our second week of studying through First and Second Kings. We're in day four of that second week, and we're looking at really chapters three to eleven in one sense of uh, First Kings as we talk about Solomon's surprise ending. Some things about Solomon that his wisdom, even though he was the greatest man of wisdom that ever walked this earth, God said he was. Even though he had all that wisdom, they could not protect him from these three things. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that you got to make sure you don't run out of dreams. If you want to live the rest of your life with faith, don't run out of dreams. Second lesson from Solomon is don't fall out of love. Do not fall out of love. When you fall out of love with the Lord, you will fall into all kinds of sin. No matter how long you've been a Christian, Christianity is not some job where you earn security or seniority on the basis of being there such a long time as a Christian. Like somehow, well, I've been a Christian 20 years, so I would never sin again. No, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. And you know relationships have ups and downs, and they are either growing or they're declining. It is a relationship that demands a continuing strength of love. Solomon fell out of love with the Lord. Now, why did he fall out of love with the Lord? Because he fell in love with sin. He fell in love with sin, and this is important to understand, because his values began to change. And his values changing caused him to fall in love with sin. There are four specific sins in Solomon's later life that show how these values began to change. Four warnings for all of us in the life of Solomon. First, you see in these chapters, chapter 3 to 11, that he began to value power above wisdom. Even though he had wisdom, sometimes we start to value something we don't have. It's the strangest thing. You have the greatest love in your family, the greatest blessing of love, but you start to value possessions for some reason. You start to value what you don't have. That's Satan's trap. And he began to value power above wisdom. Now, as we walk through each of these things that Solomon began to value in the wrong way, I want to do something with you. I want to go back to usually the book of Deuteronomy and show you how God had warned the kings of Israel against the very things that Solomon's going to come up against. So if he just read God's word, he would have understood what he was going to face. I want you to hear the warning from Deuteronomy and then hear how Solomon's values had changed to go against those warnings. Back in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, beginning in verse 1, when the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drives out before you the many nations, the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you, and when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you and you've defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. Don't intermarry with them. Don't give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons, for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. And the Lord's anger will burn against you, and he will quickly destroy you. This is God's warning to the entire nation of Israel in this case. In 1 Kings 3.1, Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he married his daughter, and he brought her to the city of David until he finished building his palace and the temple of the Lord, the wall around Jerusalem. He married the daughter of the Pharaoh because there was power in Egypt. And by marrying that daughter, he had made a powerful alliance. But Deuteronomy tells us he was disobeying God when he did that. Do not intermarry. He did it. He did exactly what God told him not to do. Why did he do it? Maybe it was because he felt good. Maybe he really loved this woman. It certainly was because it seemed to be the right thing to do. We read later in 1 Kings that she was of royal birth, so he was making these valuable alliances with foreign powers. But look at where it led him. It led to his downfall. One of the things that 
you and I have to learn through life is that common sense and wisdom are not always the same thing. Sometimes common sense will cause you to do the wrong thing, even the sinful thing. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, to a woman, but in the end, it's the way of death. It seemed right to make all these alliances. It made Israel a more powerful nation, but God had said, don't do it because I want your heart to always be pure towards me. Now, you might remember, we studied a few weeks ago that God appeared the first time to Solomon when he went up to Gibeon, to a high place, to a place where he wasn't supposed to be. God in his grace was working in spite of the sin in Solomon's life, but that does not mean that those sins will not someday catch up with us. You don't assume upon his grace. Just because God in his grace worked in your life, even though you were disobeying in this circumstance or you you were walking against him in this circumstance, you were doing what he said not to do in this circumstance, you don't start to assume, oh, then I can just sin all the time and God's gonna just keep working the same way. Of course not. Don't assume upon the grace of God. Solomon did that. He valued power over wisdom. A second thing that he valued is he valued popularity above wisdom. And again, let me read the warning from Deuteronomy and then the action that Solomon took. Deuteronomy 7.5 says about the false kings and idols of the peoples who were in the land, this is what you're to do to them. Break down their altars and smash their sacred stones. Cut down their Asherah poles and burn their idols in the fire. But 1 Kings 3.3, Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the statutes of his father David, except that he offered sacrifices and he burned incense on the high places. These high places were places where the worship of false idols was going on. They were popular places to go. People loved to go there. People loved to trust in false idols because it seems like a very visible way to guarantee that the good crop is gonna come in or that the baby is gonna come or that your life is gonna be blessed. They would do visible things and they would do in very strong ways, very evil things before God because they trusted in some stone idol rather than in the true God. And Solomon, because everybody else was doing it, he was a popular king, he went and he did the same thing. His decision was popular, but it wasn't obedient. A third thing that Solomon began to value above wisdom that was his downfall was he valued possessions above wisdom. He struggled with greed, with a desire for more just for the sake of having more. Again, let's look at Deuteronomy, what God had warned him against, and then look at 1 Kings and what he did. Deuteronomy 17, 16 to 17, the king, now this one's directly written to the king. The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them. For the Lord has told you, you're not to go back that way again. He must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. Now listen to what Solomon did in 1 Kings 10, 26 to 28. Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Kew. The royal merchants purchased them from Kew. Solomon had been told in Deuteronomy, the king must not have a lot of horses. He gets 12,000 of them. He's told in Deuteronomy, don't get them from Egypt, especially don't get any horses from Egypt. He gets them from Egypt. He directly violates what God tells him not to do. His wisdom and power caused him to think that he was somehow above God's word. And his desire for more becomes his downfall. He changed his values. And so he stopped listening. And then finally, he valued passion above wisdom. We just read about that. Deuteronomy 17, 17, he must not take many wives 
or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. First Kings 11.3, he had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. Exactly what God said would happen in Deuteronomy is what happens. Solomon is seduced by sex. A thousand wives and concubines. First Kings 11.3-4 says, As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. Exactly what God said would happen did happen. Did happen. What kept David faithful to the end? I mean, Solomon turns away at the end. What kept David faithful to the end? He loved the Lord. The way to stay away from sin in your life is your love for the Lord. David was a man after God's own heart. Your greatest protection against sin is your love for the Lord and you knowing his love for you. We're going to focus in on that a little bit more tomorrow as we look at one final thing to be afraid of that we learned from Solomon. But for today, these warnings that he gives us about the values and the things that we value most, this is a matter of prayer. Me before God saying, God, help me to value what you want. So would you pray with me? And just simply pray, God, in those times when I value my pleasure or passion or my popularity or my possessions or my power, the way I look before others, when I value those things more than I value my relationship with you, I know I'm in a dangerous place. I know my life is headed away from joy rather than towards joy. God, I know that you forgive sin and I thank you for your forgiveness. But I also know that you lead me out of sin and I pray that you would one step at a time, one day at a time. Lord, help me to hear in the warning of the life of Solomon, a warning for my life. I don't want to build my life on things that aren't going to last. I want to build my life on the values of knowing you and loving you, what's going to last for eternity. And so I make a fresh commitment to that right now in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen.